It's the end of 2019, and as we look upon the mission, you can notice quite a few construction cranes across the skyline. Not so long ago, many in the community saw them as signs of gentrification, as they were mostly building market-rate housing out of reach for working-class people. These days, however, a number of these cranes are building 100% affordable housing developments, and their site has become a welcome one. On this episode of San Francisco In Flux, we speak with Medas Dairo Romero about these developments and how the neighborhood's grassroots community organizing of the recent past built the power to make it all possible. I'm Chirag Bhakta with Mission Housing. Welcome to San Francisco In Flux. We are recording from right here in the Mission Housing offices of 16th and Valencia. I want to welcome local community organizer, community leader, Dairo Romero, to San Francisco Influx for the podcast. Good morning. Good morning, Good morning Mr. Bata. Thank you for inviting me here. Of course, of course. You are a friend of the show, friend of the organization, friend of the community, of the community. Um, of course. So, So we have you on here today to to kind of talk about and recap 2019 talk about and recap you know 2019 in terms of affordable housing in terms of victories that that we had this year groundbreakings um uh new wins and and how a lot of that you know kind of connected um to to community organizing fights that kind of sprouted up five or six years ago um and you know we definitely wanted to have you on especially because you were a part of that, right? You know, it's, that was when I kind of started out as, as an organizer here in the neighborhood. Um, and, 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 you know, it's, it's been, it's been, it's been interesting to track like where, how far we've come and then, and then, then to see like all, all the good victories we've had this year. I just want to mention that it's not only five years ago, but it was like for more than a decade when we were part of the Mission and Displacement Coalition Eric Quesada, great leader, Oscar Grande, Fernando Martí. At that time, it was the St. Peter's Committee, um, another organization. Like We were advocating in the People's Plan for Affordable Housing, and then there were some, uh, in, like, uh, some developments, like the big development, like the monster in the mission that bring us all together as a community to ask for affordable housing and fight for affordable housing. Nice, nice. Um, this is true. This is true, Dido. Um, which is also why we have you on here. You've been in the game for a while, right? And you know, it's like that, like that, like that. That perspective and that, and and you know, and 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 that and that knowledge is definitely necessary for us to understand how you know, like, like how like how how long this arc has been, and you know, a lot of the seeds from you know, not even five, but I guess 10, 10 15 years ago, are starting to sprout up now in this year. And, you know, that's why that's why we wanted to have this episode um, to kind of talk about that. Right. So, you know, so if you want, we can we can we can just get into it um, with some of the groundbreakings that we've had in our organization, Mission Housing, the organization you work for, Meda, you know, the 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 two main affordable housing developers in the neighborhood. Um, We've had, you know, we've had the opportunity to have quite a few groundbreakings in the past year. I think is is the yeah they yeah we we we've had some nice celebrations. 
Good Celebration Community Victories. And right now we had uh, the senior housing, the first one that it was a difficult project because the neighbor were opposing to the project in 1296 Chadwell. Um, but now the people are seeing the buildings uh, and this is very good for the community because the community is taking ownership of these victories and these developments. Yeah, yeah, and that's great, you know. Um, you know, we've had, you know, we have 490 South Van Ness, we have 1950 Mission, we have 2060 Folsom, 1990 Folsom as well, right? You know, we've, we we have a lot of good um, uh, uh, affordable housing buildings coming up. But, you know, one, one, one thing you just mentioned um, that, that I think is important to talk about is, you know, it took a lot of work even after we won the projects to convince people to 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 bring affordable housing um, into the neighborhood and and like around their blocks. Right. So maybe, you know, if you can talk a little bit about, you know, the maybe some of the difficulties you saw um, with 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 convincing some of the neighbors um, uh, to bring affordable housing to the to the neighborhood. Um, it, it was uh, difficult because some like the new neighbors or more wealthy or more affluent neighbors, they see like the affordable housing, like the projects, that there is going to be crime, that is going to be uh, a lot of bad issues for, for the neighborhood. If it was not because of the organizing and all the community that we had supporting, uh, easily they will oppose every single project. But uh, the mission, because it has a long history of fighting for affordable housing and having affordable housing, we had Mission Housing owns a lot of buildings in the mission uh, and manage those buildings. Because of that, it was easy to bring all people together and opposed to those NIMBYs neighbors that they were more complaining about traffic, uh, the views. Uh, I just want to remember that they remind people that the Chadwell, in order to be feasible, we had to go nine floor high. And even people from Bernard were opposing because they were like taking away the nice views of downtown. And, and that was a fight with people, but we were completely sure that bringing our people, showing the need for affordable housing, telling the stories that most people sleeping in the streets are seniors that don't have a place to go because they have been evicted. They was easy win, but it was, uh, it was a long process. And these uh, neighbors, they went even to the federal government to say that don't give us the money, they don't approve that uh, for the mission to MEDA because it's not going to be a, a good project. Finally, we made it, and we are expecting that the first seniors move in at the first week of January. That's amazing. First week of January. So we're recording right now in the latter half of December, and so in a couple weeks, we're going to start leasing up for senior housing. We are in the process of interviewing and, and going through the whole process. But this project is, is important too because uh, bring the Faith in Action organization to advocate more for more affordable housing. Even though it's affordable housing, the rent established by the city is uh, a thousand for a studio when we know that our seniors receiving social security receive 800 uh, a month and they cannot even qualify for that. It was, again, the organizing effort that accomplished to provide five millions in the budget for additional subsidies and then the seniors for some of the units are going to pay only 
30% of their income. That is all about community organizer is the Faith in Action organization that is across the street from where the project is, is, is now. I'm really glad you brought that up, um, Lytle. That's something that I actually wanted to bring up a bit later about the organizing, but you know, I think we should just get into it right now. Um, you know, one thing that I believe is important to mention uh, that we kind of that we kind of started off with is, and you know, this is something that I definitely want to hear, like an extended version of your thoughts on, is you know, a lot of what you know we put into the neighborhood. 10 years ago, a lot of seeds we kind of threw in also about five-ish years ago um, came to fruition uh, recently. And we're starting to see a lot of that come up. You know, we, we there's there's ongoing organizing that's happening that I want to talk about on the back end um, of our conversation. But, you know, I think I think one thing that's 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 really uh, necessary to to for for us to maybe think uh, consider is that, you know, like starting in like, let's say, like March 2015, right? When we, you know, when, when the, when the, when we showed the city and we showed market rate developers, you know, when Maximus tried to hold their community benefits meeting, right? It was, it was, it was very intentional to kind of like flip the power dynamics in that room and take control of that meeting, you know? And then like ever since then, I mean, I'm, I'm you know, definitely it started before then. But it seems like in terms of like us, us having, a, let's say, a bit of a uh, one of the peaks of organizing and, and, and really like un- unapologetic, radical organizing. Right. Where it's like we're going to say no to market rate development. We're going to go to City Hall and we're going to and, 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 and we are going to claim space inside of government buildings, inside of government um, uh, rooms and chambers. Uh, you know, when, you know, we we. We, we we took over the Maximus meeting. We took over City Hall in May of 2015. We had a you know 10 12 hour moratorium hearing in June of that year, right? And on top of that, we then also had Prop I in November, uh, which didn't necessarily do terribly well, but nonetheless, we had a lot of energy and a lot of a lot of um, a lot of a lot a, a, a lot of organizing power flexing at that time. And I think a lot of that is like. It was like was real was it was a really big boom, um, which we're still kind of seeing uh, uh, the residents of today. I think that that year was a breaking point that the, the the mission people came together and challenged the government, challenged the elite administration, and finally we got the attention. And because of that, we were able to get seven affordable housing development in the mission. A lot of investment in the neighborhood. We started the small business, the small size acquisition that it was to prevent uh, res- long-term residents and seniors being displaced, and also a small business being displaced. And uh, I think that was a, a, a breaking point when we bring people together for these meetings with all the head departments in the mission action plan that you were part of that uh, as an organizer from Dolores Street Community Services. Uh, a lot of people come together, and uh, I think that showed us that we had the values, the right values, and the organizing, and we are committed to our people, we can accomplish a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, it's like the the pulse of community organizing and activism in this city, it was centered on these streets, like right outside of this building, and, you know, partially in this very building that we're in right now, right, that, that we're recording in CDP, Centro del Pueblo, Right. Um, this, like this was one of the main organizing and activist hubs. I mean, it still is right now, but at that time, right, there was a lot of stuff happening 
um, uh, uh, here like every single day, right? Like, I mean, quite honestly, you know, like almost every other week we had to stay late in this building to prep for something that was happening. Um, uh, like, like, you know, massive community wide efforts. Um, and, you know, and, and so I think one, one, one thing that I like thinking about now, uh, um, like, like looking back at, at what, you know, people, people like you had started, um, and you, know, you and other folks started with Mac and stuff that we kind of also then have carried with, with, I think, I think, I think most notably with the Plaza 16 coalition, um, uh, is this, is this is 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 this is this is is this very much community centered, like radical justice centered, type of organizing, and 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 then also faith in community organizing, to deliver the goods, right? Organizing gets the goods is like a is this is is this cliche saying that we say, in organizing circles, um, I'm sorry, it's a direct action gets the goods, is the saying. Um, uh, it's still quite early in the morning for uh, for our, for for our podcast interview. Um, uh, nonetheless, nonetheless, right? Like you know, like like having faith in community organizing brought about so much that that were that 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 now won't be questioned, right? Small sites, the 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 need for affordable housing money, right? Like a lot of money for affordable housing, the need for developments, the need to have a community process within these entire developments, like. That happened because people had faith in community organizing, right? And so, you know, and then maybe, and then so I want I want to ask and kind of you talk about, you know, the importance of of nonprofits of people in positions of power to listen and have a, and have an idea of what's happening on the organizing um, on the neighborhood level. We had to also find out that the some organizations and some processes need to happen faster, and this is why sometimes people overlook the, the, the organizing part. But if, if we are combining this and the right moment at the right time, when there is the capacity in the, in the neighborhood to build affordable housing, to organize, to bring people together, that's something that we need to con constantly be doing and don't act reactively what, what the, the, the the city is is planning for us, which is continually bringing the community, planning ahead, have the vision what we want in this neighborhood, and it's easier than just being reactive. I think that we change a little bit that. We are now more proactive. We are for affordable housing. Uh, we are uh, asking for more community benefits from the market rate developers that dare to come to the mission to build something. like. We know that it's difficult to come to the mission and do a market rate development, but there are some people who have been pushing for more community benefits. And, and I think that because we have been strong as a community organizers, some people who used to make deals for in behalf of the community have been more uh, cautious about doing that because uh, they will see that and this is not good for the neighborhood. Before, it was easy for some uh, People made all those deals in behalf of the community just for, for their own benefit or the organization benefit. Now it's more difficult, and we need to continue putting those values in front of every conversation with the city and in every with every market rate developer in the Mission District. 100%, right? And the thing is, like, it's, it's, it's so important for community to have power and for and for you know and and for those who who claim to represent to to also have that humility and be humble to 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 take a step down and know that you know 
a a community wide mass organizing effort is 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 intrinsically better than making the secret deal, right? Like it's 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 better in terms of getting the outcome you want. It's better in terms of making sure that we have a equitable, just way moving forward, or at least process, um, or or at the very least we can we can we can we can attempt to do so. Um, uh, and on top of that, it's it's that much more empowering for so many more people, which will then lead to a lot more victories, right? Like building community power is and should be the most important objective of most organizing efforts, right? Like like, like, like we have we have specific things that we want to win and achieve, but at the end of the day, if if our campaigns and if our efforts aren't building that 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 larger base of power then we're not going to be able to to build off of that right and so and and, and you know and and so one thing that like i really i really like um about about a lot about, about a lot of the work that organizers in this neighborhood have been doing right has been that has been that understanding that that focus on building community power is so necessary and is and is so essential to 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 really to really navigate the resources that need to be coming to our neighborhood and our neighborhoods, um, uh, and uh, uh, and to our peoples um, that 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 in the past certainly just haven't. I just want to put an example. You recognize Doña Olinda uh, Orellana in your gala, and this is an example: a community member in a faith organization going to La Iglesia San Pedro, San Antonio and be able from the beginning to support the senior project, and then be able to continue advocating for the seniors, asking for these five million in the budget to provide more subsidies for the seniors to move in into the building. The level of the engagement and empower and that she has and bring to other people because she's an example for other people in the community made us more powerful and and I just heard from somebody from Chinatown CDC who is going to be managing the, the property, how they feel like the people own this building and they, they feel that they made mm-hmm. this happen. Mm-hmm. And this is not only MEDA, it's not only all the organizer or all the organization, but it's the community in the neighborhood. Yeah, it's a community that asset. This is, that this is important for them and this is why we continue fighting. And something important that we are not mentioning here, we are already getting older, I am more older than you, but it was important in the hearings all the poder work to bring the youth. I remember in the in the board of supervisor having a lot of youth speaking out, uh, fighting with the supervisor when we w- didn't get the moratorium for for more uh, market rate development in the mission. This is the new generation, more engaged, unafraid that they are going to get, take the next step for this fight, for making that this city allows working class people to have a place here. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's actually, I think, a very, very key point that you just hit on about, you know, like, like a lot, you know, the, the youth of this city fighting for a right to this city. Right. You know, that's something, you know, as, you know, as, as a youth who grew up here, I, I, I wasn't involved in any of that. Right. And in in any community activism, um, especially during the dot com boom when I was younger um, and 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 kind of like seeing like like seeing, seeing seeing a lot of folks who are in middle school and high school who who quite honestly are at a conscious level of me above me. Right. And I'm, you know, 
32 uh you know right <laughs> you know you you know what i'm saying right like that's like that's it's it's inspiring right but then it's it you know it, it's also kind of like challenging right because we also then also have to you know we got to keep up you know like you know we gotta we, we first we gotta we gotta step aside and then keep up and support um because yeah like that is where the energy's at and really it's really it's like like the work we're doing now right is also to ensure that 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 they have a shot in this city right because there's so many other you know there, there's there's so many other interests that are out there that don't want this city to be accessible to youth of color to low-income youth growing up here right like kids like me who grew up here in the tl you know um find it a lot more difficult these days is you know the city is 10 times more expensive and 10 times less diverse um oh for sure yeah the 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 youth energy i mean up even up until now right like at the you know like it's you know even from the moratorium hearing to the 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 plaza 16 planning commission hearing which was in february of this year you know to kind of to kind of bring it back you know that also heavily led by youth um, of the neighborhood. Yeah, you remember from the thousand people attending this uh, planning commission hearing in Mission High, there were a big percentage, like the youth, uh, people from the school too, and the people from from Poder, and the, the children for the families that we know that we have been working at Meda, Causa Justa, all those families at Gutsan, they are already the new generation that they are more conscious about that. And they are, they are also getting in other things like, like the next election, the importance for the community, for the immigrant community to be part of making the decision who is going to run the, the country and how it's affecting the immigrants. I think that this is all part of the, of the movement. It's, it's the right to live in the city, but to also decide what kind of country we want, what kind of values we, we, we want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for listeners out there, the Plaza 16 Coalition is a coalition of neighborhood organizations that has been fighting against the monster in the mission, a 10-story tower of mostly market rate housing um, led by Maximus Real Estate Partners. Um, uh, and in February of this year, for the first time ever, the Planning Commission held an official hearing uh, an informational hearing for that project at Mission High School. They they left City Hall only for the second time in their history, uh, and they came to the mission for the first time um, to hold a hearing here, which was a massive demand from the community, from the coalition, uh, to force them out here to so so that so that we can get a definitive um, uh, a definitive community input process on on this on this project. And it's good to remember that all the commissioners that we never had like the unanimous vote from the commissioners, basically they asked Maximus to make a better community proposal, uh, something that the, the, the community wants. And it means that even the commissioners were not convinced of this kind of project. They saw all the, the community's demands and they know that it's, it's, it's another process to get this side as 100% affordable housing. But everyone was happy at the end with the decision for all the commissioners that they basically told Maximus, just go back and do something that is good for the community. You want this project approved. Yeah. And, you know, and like, you know, like 
having the hearing and then having a thousand people having more than more than two to one on on our side against the project and for affordable housing on the site was you know I think I think another 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 example of how community like real deep community organizing can and will move and shift power right like like we didn't get the hearing because of some of insider knowledge right we didn't get the hearing because because we cut a deal um, behind closed doors right we got the hearing because time and again we made the 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 case you know the moral and just case for it to happen and the and the government ethical case for it to happen and then we brought people out to demand it right like wait you know and it's like we had the right argument and 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 then and then and and then and and then and and then we brought the people out to make that argument you know and like and and, and that again i think is another example of how and why like organizing really is and should be the like like what's what's looked to um uh uh as as the reference point for community for 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 those in you know for those in in positions of power right and now i think that the big challenge for for us as a latino organization of being in the mission district with a lot of history from the latino community is okay we already got the 778 new units of affordable housing in the neighborhood um we know that this is a lottery process, and, and this is another part that we have been working on, Mela, is how we can bring all the Latinos, people who have been displaced, that are now living in the Tenderloin, in Bayview, they, they, they were part of the mission, and, and now we want them to come back, or people who are the new immigrants to have a place in this neighborhood. And this is what we have been doing, because it's a lottery process to get a unit, and it's important to let the Latinos know that you don't need the social security, you don't have a, a legal immigration, that you can be a self-employed, that uh, whatever you need to do is apply for all other communities, uh, uh, chorus to apply for affordable housing and get the unit. This is what we are doing at MEDA and we are building capacity in any uh, community organization to have promotoras, outreach workers to help people, Latinos, to apply for the lottery, and and this is a a, a a process that we have been doing, and we are been working with church organizations like Fed in Action, Good Son, Family Centers, and the schools. We are also, and we have been seeing the results. Now more Latinos are applying, and more Latinos are getting those units in the city. Yeah, so you know, it's it's it's. That's a, a a really good point, right? Because it's 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 one thing to win the units and to or, or to win the buildings, and now we have to make sure our community members are get those units that are going to get built. Um, uh, yeah, that's definitely you know like, like important, and 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 to make sure we can disseminate all the information um, that we can, right? Um, because it's you know the work the work doesn't necessarily ever stop when it comes to organizing. Um, and with that said, uh, you know, with, with, with 2019 coming to a close, um, I wonder if you have any, any ideas or any, or any, or any pulse on what's going to happen in 2020 or, or like, or what the work's going to look like. Um, you know, we have, we have, we have lease ups coming up. So we have to, you know, one, one thing we have to make sure is that, is that, is, 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 is that all the units that get built in the neighborhood at least, 
you know, we, we can we, we can make sure that our that our affected communities get the units. Um, but then, you know, I was wondering if you had any other insight on what's going to be happening um, with with organizing, with 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 maybe the uh, the uh, senior affordable housing subsidy. I know that they'll they'll be meeting with um, uh, with the city to to increase that amount. Yeah, we are uh, planting the seed, and now other people are taking the lead, uh, particular faith in action. All the, the the communities asking. I I heard that two weeks ago they went to city hall. They want to. They had a sit in in front of the mayor's office. The, the mayor office, uh, and I think finally they got a, a meeting in January, and they are going to demand from the housing bond that was approved last November getting more money for affordable housing and not more affordable housing, but more subsidies that the seniors that are in the shelters, in, in the streets, are able to pay and, and had a, a, a dignified place to live in this city. Yeah, straight up, right? And the thing is like, it's, it's you know, we, we, we don't we don't necessarily have all the time to go into it right now, but one thing that I think is, is really important for, for people to know about is that even when affordable housing gets built, it doesn't necessarily mean that that everyone can afford it. Right. And so that's it's 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 a really important point that, you know, we have a senior housing development in the neighborhood that which lowest, you know, the the, the lowest unit is priced above many seniors is um uh fixed income right like you know pe- pe- people are getting about 800 a month roughly and the studios some of the studios are priced at a thousand a month and so even even when we say we're building 100 percent affordable housing there's 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 still work to be done to to increase the amount of subsidies that exist for people who who are who are who are, who are deeply low income, who are within that zero to 30% um, area median income bracket. Uh, because, you know, it's, 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 it's difficult, right? Like it's, 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 it's hard for, 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 for developers to find the subsidies to, to, um, to, to make and keep all the units affordable. But, the, but, but, the, but then it's additionally hard for people living in San Francisco, which is increasingly becoming more expensive to, to even qualify for the lowest price units. Yeah, it's happening, and and Norman G, the president of the board, was putting some numbers of the the percentage of senior living in San Francisco. What are the incomes that they had, and the city? If they want to be grateful to the seniors with the people who brought he, 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 uh, here, they had to do more with this. This rich city has to do more for the seniors, and and we are going to be there sooner or later everyone is going to be senior and we deserve to have a place here and be able to continue yeah to be able to age in place and 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 to be able to you know to have you know like good housing right like housing insecurity it's hard for anyone right anyone who's experiencing housing insecurity um is 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 not fun right but at the very at the very least like if 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 it's only a question of directing funds Right, then, then, then maybe it's a good idea to 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 not give housing insecurity stress to our elders, right? Maybe that's a good idea um, to be able to have our elders live without the fear of housing insecurity and without that anxiety and stress of that. Um, and you know, and if 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 it's you know if you know we have we have this 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 is this is the 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 richest time in our city's history. 
right? We are, we 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 are perhaps like the you know the 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 richest city in the richest state in the richest country in the richest time in the history of the world. Um, yet, well, yet yet all of our problems. <laughs> that's what that I guess that's what the organizing for twenty twenty is going to be for. And, and, and we need to continue fighting the big market rate developments, asking for more. Uh, and we also need to plan if there is not all the money to acquire and build right away, we need to have a strategy to land banking because some of the parcels in the mission are getting in hands of market rate developers. Uh, whatever is a public land should be only designated for 100% affordable housing and like, yeah, basically we need to make sure that we know what are the parts of that we are, that our next seven or 10 projects to have, a, 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 as, a, as a we call in, in MEDA, a neighborhood or opportunity. Now this, the mission who was a, a, a neighborhood for immigrants, Italians, Irish, Germans, Latinos, is not anymore for working class people. It's only for people who can pay big money for the places here. And and we need to, the organization has to go in that way. Yes, 100%, 100%. Um, we're coming up on time now, but before we let you go, uh, Dido, I do want to ask you um, and have you on the record. Uh, <laughs> um, uh you know, you've been you you've been you've been doing a lot of this work um, for a really long time, um, and one of the reasons why, you know, I wanted to have you on the show, like you know, I think you you and I have a we have a friendship outside of our our working relationship, um, but I think you know, like I, I I got a lot of respect for you and like how you do your work, um, and you know, with with the level of integrity um, that's there, and also with the level of fun you have doing the work. Um, and so, you know, I, I just kind of, I, you know, I wanted to ask, uh, um, like what, like what brought you into, into doing this kind of work and also what kind of sustains your energy even now? My passion for this world is coming from Colombia. I, I was a activist in Colombia working in nonprofits. And when I came here to the mission, I want to continue working on that. And I was an, also an immigrant doing work as an immigrant, trying to survive, go to the school. Uh, and, and I think that I had, if I had that opportunity because I came to this country, I, I really aspire by passing and helping others like me to have that opportunity. And, and I came to MEDA, that is basically a economic development agency, now affordable housing, now doing organizing too, going to the schools and this is fun I, it's it's a lot of inspiring and uh, it's, uh, it's very uh, grateful to see the families get into the place I get the picture from them when they are in the apartments I see all the energy that the promoters and the proud that they had because they are helping other people to get the affordable units even though th maybe they are not being lucky to get their own unit it's just, it's just like all this movement happening and, and it's important and I see uh, those, those promoters getting more excited, more empowered, but I also see the, the youth that also are part of the, of the movement. MEDA doesn't have a youth program, but uh, I see all the organization working with youth, the importance, and I hope that they come together and have a good vision and a strategy for the Latino youth in this, in this neighborhood. Thanks so much, Dido, for coming in this morning on San Francisco 
in flux. Thank you for the invitation. It was fun. I, I was afraid of this podcast. You're afraid. We are now joined by San Francisco Influx producer Julio Lara. Jibber Jabber Time. Jibber Jabber Time. Jibber Jabber Time. It's, patent, it's a trademark uh, from a uh, co host of ours, uh, Aaron Reeves, has trademarked it the uh, Jibber Jabber Time. Yes, indeed, she has. She has in Jibber Jabber Time. Patent that was good. Pending. That was interesting. That was interesting. I always like talking to him. The uh, I think one of the things that. Uh, that our listeners uh, are going to hate us for is that you and I actually had a very extensive conversation yesterday at our desks about stuff like this because, you know, the intention of the episode, um, the style of the episode was going to be a little bit different. And then we kind of just changed it at the very end, mostly because um, very end of yesterday, because I felt that, um, this is more you and, and Dido's scene, and in order to actually like, um, what's the word? Facilitate a conversation like that, you you really have to know where the the stress points and the touch points are. And so when we were having our conversation yesterday, that's what what I was trying to get to was trying to find a way in for myself as somebody who's an outsider. Like I, I was born in the mission. Uh, but I left, you know, and didn't come back until, you know, a couple of decades after. Um, and all of the to me, I have a very uh, I guess we can call it like a really superfluous um, view of what I think is a victory um, for organizing in the community. Like I know that it, this is the hub for that stuff. But uh, as an outsider, it's like, okay, we have our groundbreakings, which you guys talk about over at, at um, South NS, uh, which was at the tail end of 2018. And then um, and then 1950 Mission Street, which was in March. But as again, as an outsider who wasn't necessarily involved with all this stuff, to me, it's like I read a headline and I go, hooray, that's a victory for the community. But unless you're entrenched in the work, the, a victory for me means something much, much different than for you. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, and that's definitely a thing that, you know, with with all the groundbreakings that we've had, right, like there's there's been a, a I mean, for well, first of all, it's like they were all made available because of, you know, community organizing demanding a lot of this. Uh, but then also, you know, it's like a lot, you know, some of these sites that we got, you know, when we got them, you know, one especially, you know, 490 South Van Ness, uh, that, that that Mission Housing is now building affordable housing on, when that was bought by the city, it was it was initially controversial, right? It was welcome, but it was welcomed very cautiously at the time, uh, you know, for 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 um, you know multiple reasons, um, um, but yeah, you know, it's 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 like you know, like like little stuff like that is not known, or even or or or, or even for our development in 1950, how how you know people have been calling for that land to be to be to be to be to be used for affordable housing for years, right? And like and then it 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 took quite a while for 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 for, for us to get to the point where we had shovels in the ground, you know. Um, 
And, you know, like, yeah. The, the and again, as a, as a PR guy, as we call it, it's part of my job at Mission Housing involves the public relations side, involves the, the, the communication side of stuff. Um, that's the low-hanging fruit for us. It's like we have the celebration, we have these photos, but you and I have conversations even before these events happen, right, where we talk, especially for 1950, because that was still, I was like two weeks into my job here when uh, 490 happened. Um, but we have conversations about sort of the history, like the really deep sort of stuff that kind of makes it, I, I don't I don't want to make it sound like it's a bad thing, but kind of makes it, takes a little bit of the fun out of, out of um, the... Or the media narrative. There you go. Exactly. Right? It takes some of that away. We're like, it turns it into a book. I go, bruh, we should be really, really happy about this stuff. We're about to break ground 157 units. And then you go, but did you know about this? Did you know about that? Did you know about that? But we should be happy about breaking ground on all this stuff. But, 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 but we should go into everything with an honest look and an honest eye. And also an honest appreciation of what it takes to get to this point. Right? And like, I feel like it's there's not the be a last six that. months. There'll be a time for that. I think in season two uh, of San Francisco Influx podcast. Thank you, everyone who's listening. iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, wherever you find us. We appreciate your Spotify. There's going to be a time there because we, we're we going to have a ribbon cutting ceremonies for this, these places really soon. And I think it's going to give us here in the organization a really um, good opportunity to really tell the story. To really tell it, not just stuff that you read in the headlines and stuff like that, for, but from people like Adidas who have been f- foot on pavement, organizing people to get this stuff done and to actually um, um, seize some of that power that's very necessary in order to build these things the right way. Um, I think it would be interesting just to have some people who were there from the beginning uh, to talk about some of these properties. Um, some of these developments that will be opening up very very soon and yes we'll have the the hooray hoopla and stuff that makes julio happy because he gets to pitch stories to tv networks but also um to really tell like a really good oral history of of yeah 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 and then you know don't just for us to be honest about stuff right the thing is like it's like it's not that these stories are in any way let's say negative Mm -hmm. it's just that they're more complex and they're and they, and they have a richer history than 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 what we might get in, in a newspaper article. Sort of everything that we did this year. Well, you know what? I wouldn't say we because I wasn't. I mean, all I did was other fun stuff. But out of uh, all the out of all the events that we had at Mission Housing that were somehow directly related to the organizing that you were a part of, do you have one that was your favorite? Hundred um, percent, and that is because it kind of kind of connects the beginning of the year and with the end of the year. And I think it was in terms of mission community organizing, it was our biggest flex of the year, and that was the planning commission informational hearing on the monster and the mission. You know, uh, demanded by the Plaza Sixteen Coalition that happened over at Mission High School in February. It peaked in February. We did not peak in February. <laughs> we just had our biggest flex in February. Um, uh, and you know, the thing is, like, it, was, it, was, it was the first time in the history of the Planning Commission that they came to the neighborhood, or in the second time that they've left City Hall. Um, you know, it took it, it it took a radical demand and a year of hard work to get them out here and to get this meeting set up. 
Um, but it happened and you know over a thousand people showed up and the vast majority the vast vast majority of them were against the project were against you know were against maximus the developer and their monster development um, of mostly market rate housing and they all had a you know a a a agreed upon demand that 16th street bart plaza should go to 100 percent community developed affordable housing and that was the marvel and the mission right you know this you know this this meeting was demanded and set up and organized by the plaza 16 coalition um and you know that's something that you know for me personally you know i'm i'm on the steering committee um you know mission housing as a member as are you know many other organizations um in the neighborhood and like you know every everybody threw down right like not not i mean not just not just steering committee orgs and members but like everybody in the neighborhood threw down um for this hearing and against this project right and that that to me was was really like the the like part of the potential of the organizing of this neighborhood where where we can make first happen right like with community organizing and and this for us was a first this for the city was a first um and you know and what it led to was you know we we basically like like knocked them out for a while right they weren't around for a minute you know people on their team got fired um rightly so because because you know part of it was like they just did a very very terrible job but then also because like 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 they 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 sowed seeds of seeds of deceit lies propaganda um against us and on top of that you know they 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 claimed that we would incite violence at the at the public hearing and then and then try to get it canceled and then for it to happen and for them to show up so badly um uh and then for and then for and 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 then to get the news you know like recently at the end of the year that you know the site's actually up for sale right the developer is giving up on the monster and the mission because they know that they can't beat us right they cannot beat the community on this and that to me is a big flex that to me is a big win and that to me is you know kind of you know shows shows the necessity and the importance of of community organizing in this neighborhood and shows our potential right like we can fight back monsters if we work together and if we stick to our values and stick to our demands and i think part of um that's a, a very significant highlight for the year i think one of the cool things for me as someone who captures a lot of stuff is you know i've been on rooftops in the city and i've been able to overlook just this what five block radius just to see all the cranes and and obviously there's going to be highlights in the next couple of years while when these places do open up and we're talking about that when he was talking about how uh shotwell's being leased up currently that's pretty freaking cool so to be able to to me to be able to document some of those stories uh in the next coming years um it's going to be a lot of fun and um i think i don't know if you agree with me but I find this to be true in almost every job that I've had. Um, there are days where it's a grind, right? Every day you, you're either dealing with people telling you no, or there's days where the gears are grinding a little harder than others. 
And then there are moments like, you know, that day in February or our groundbreaking in um, our groundbreaking in, uh, in March or even fundraisers that we do uh, and how we try to get the community out to those things. Um, Dad mentioned Doña Linda and being able to, you know, give her the proper credit that she deserves. Those days serve as momentum, right? Mm-hmm. We work towards those fuel. days fuel for when the gears are grinding a little harder than, than most. So, um, yeah, 2019 is a you mentioned during the conversation with Dido about 2015, I think it was when and he yeah. even said that how that was a turning point. Yeah. Hopefully what we'll do, uh, you know, five years from now is look back on 2019 and be like, wow. That's another one of those like huge, um, like some kind of shift, right? Some kind of shift in either, you know, physical scenery because we just have these physical buildings up. A shift in energy, a shift in, a a, a shift in what the minimum demands are going to be from this hour henceforth. And going back to what I was saying a couple seconds ago, and, and something that we talked about at our desks yesterday's. Everything is cyclical, right? You have times where there's ebb and flow, and that could be not just you know uh, micro within a year, but macro within you know mm-hmm. five years, ten years, whatever it is that we work on with these shifts. And it's interesting, actually. Now that I think about it, we talked about stuff that happened ten years ago. We talked about stuff that happened five years ago, you know, and now maybe we'll be talking about. Other stuff it makes sense, right? And the thing is, like, that's you know, it's it's an observation of of even how current economics works, right? Like the, the boom and bust cycle of modern neoliberal capitalism um, and, how, and how that plays into to, to organizing energy and how that plays, in, you know, and, and how, like, what the economic situation is for, for how many people and then, and then if, that, if and how that's a factor in sparking movements, in sparking organizing efforts. Um, yeah. We'll see. We're going to end uh, the and, uh, 2019. Season, season six of San Francisco Influx. There you go. What five years. <laughs> we're going to end season one. Well, not season. We're going to end the 2019 recording cycle. I guess we call it that with a uh, moment of gratitude. Um, we love analytics and stats. So we appreciate the, the listens that we've had. Uh, this is a project that we've been talking about for a long time. And, um, so we appreciate our, our bosses giving us the, a platform to do it. Yes, thank uh, you. We appreciate everyone who's listened, who's shared. Uh, we love hearing stories about people just bumping into the podcast and then, you know, getting an invitation to be on it the next day. Yeah, we got a story there. Well, we got a story there to tell later on. Um, so make sure uh, you tune, keep tuning in. Uh, where are we? We're on iTunes, uh, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play. Pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, if you're listening now, you've already found it. So take the next step. Subscribe. Tell a friend. Um, and hopefully the info that um, the content that we keep producing is is of the utmost quality. So we get people to, to keep following. So we appreciate everyone. Thank you for all the love and all the listens. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.